Good morning. It's Thursday. You know, it's funny. Funny people call it Friday Eve. That's that's what I want to call it. Friday Eve. It's been all this week. It's really been a long week, and it you know it's not over yet. We just just over the hump. Just got over Wednesday, but we are getting there. It's the tenth of December today. Today we talk about what's in what's in the holiday. Today you got to talk about it. it's it's Hanukkah. Hanukkah starts today. It's gonna go for eight days, eight nights. Um, it's funny the things you remember. I was the reason I remember Hanukkah is eight days is because Adam Sandler's movie Eight Crazy Nights. Funny the things that stick in your mind, the things you remember. Good morning, Rainier. It's nice to see you. You guys, if you're coming in this morning, you know this is Cup of Cyber. We're going to talk about things that are important to you guys. Things I think are going to get you there uh, this morning. This morning, we're going to talk about these guys, ISC Squared. You know, it's been the week of certifications. We've been talking about certifications. We talked started the week. We started about talking about CompTIA's stacks and what the heck those are all about. Then we talked about all of the CompTIA certifications. We can throw that up up in the thing, the show notes uh, or the the card. We'll throw a card up above later, but it's got to be later because it's got to wait till YouTube processes the video because we are live. Uh, Cup of Cyber is a live show where we talk about cyber topics, security topics, information topic, privacy, risk topics that are important to you. And I think this week we're setting the stage with a review of all of the major certification providers, at least the ones I think that are important. We're going to end up slicing some off the end that are very important, but I don't think they're important to what we're talking about next week, which is building the career paths into some of the most beneficial cybersecurity jobs or careers, I should say, because these aren't jobs. It's not a job. It's not um, something you're going to go do for a, for a year, hopefully. Hopefully, it's something you do for 20 or 30 years. So setting those paths up is important, so we have to start with setting the requirements. One of the requirements that we see in most of these jobs is certifications. So after we had done talking about the stacks, we talked about all of the CompTIA certifications. We went through every single one of the CompTIA certifications. Yesterday, we went through every one of the ISACA certifications. You know, those folks that bring us the ISA, CISA, and the CISM uh, certifications. And today, we're going to talk about, you know, another one of the big guys, ISC Squared. Um, ISC Squared, big dog. They are a big dog certification organization. A lot of these are nonprofits or not for not for profits. The one we're going to talk about tomorrow, you know, uh, offensive security. We got to talk offensive security. I got had to figure out um, which one we do on Friday. We we had we had offensive security. We had SANS. We had uh, EC Council, and there's a bunch of other certification organizations out there. But those are the three, the three we had to pick from. So I had to narrow it down. I just said, okay, we're going to go with offensive security. Because offensive security covers a niche or niche that isn't covered by any of the other certification providers we've talked about. I, I granted CompTIA provides us information on Pentest Plus. Um, Pentest Plus is, is kind of equivalent to CEH, but CEH has a much cooler name for the recruiters. Um, that's about it. But offensive security has the premier, in my opinion, certifications for pen testers, uh, red teamers, that kind of stuff. Now, now SANS, on the other hand, SANS is a whole different beast. SANS has a ton of training, and it's exceptional, and it comes with a price that's exceptional as well. A general SANS course is going to cost you about $7,000.
Now, that may or may not, that seven grand may or may not cover certification. Normally it doesn't, so that's more, a little more money on top of it. But, so we picked, we, we zeroed in on this. CompTIA, ISACA, ISC squared, and Offensive Securities Certification. So the ones we're going to talk about this week, today is, of course, ISC squared. Tomorrow we'll talk about Offensive Security. Um, so that's it. Uh, Paul is here from Great Britain. Good to see you this afternoon. I'm glad to like, throw that in there. We are uh, here on the East Coast. It's 7.34 a.m. Let's throw the intro in and we'll get talking about our ISC squared certifications. Do do do. Man, certifications, it's a tangled mess. It's a tangled mess because there's so many of them. And, and really, up until the DOD released 8570. And I don't even know how many years ago that was. At least 10. Most people in the IT or cybersecurity world, InfoSec back then, fell into one of two camps. The first camp was, I'm going to go ahead and get certifications. I, I think they provide a, a, a useful information about you know, my proving my worth. And then there's a, a, a much bigger group of people that said, I'm not doing any certification because I know my stuff, right? Um, yeah, so um, before we jump into the slides, Paul's got a good point here. Um, let me throw this on the screen. Paul, let me throw it on the screen. Okay, well, I appreciate these courses aren't cheap to build and run, but at roughly 5 to 6K for SANS course, are they pricing people out of a role in security? And honestly, I'm going to tell you, Paul, um, and to be fair, it, 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 and you got your, Paul goes on to say, and to be fair, it's not just SANS who are expensive. I, I agree, but SANS is probably the most expensive. Um, all of the, and we'll look at the certifications today, especially ISC squared. ISC squared demands a premium price too, and it's because of where, where they, the position they hold in the market. Um. And I have to say, of of all of the training, and and we really should contrast what I feel are two of the best training providers in cybersecurity. Um, on one hand, it's SANS. It's hand, hands down, SANS provides some of the best training you're going to get. And at that $7,000 mark, most of the people that are taking SANS training are in a security role in an organization that is willing to pay seven dollars to $10,000 a year for you to go to training. Um, on the other hand, I'm going to put the other organization, I think, that does exceptional training, and that's offensive security. And we're going to talk about them tomorrow. And their training is about $1,000, and that does normally include the certification. And with offensive security, you're going to get exceptional training as well and a certification in both cases a SAN certification and an offensive offensive security certification hands down are going to prove that you know your stuff because they're generally driven by lab or hands-on based certification so it's not multiple guess and I'm not I'm not making fun of multiple guess because at the time I took I um, security plus years ago it wasn't computer-based it was paper-based and it was fill in the blank, multiple guess, you know, 
pick the best choice. And it was tough. It was a tough exam. But I, I do I do agree, Paul. These are expensive, and I don't know that... The, the thing that gets me, and I'll, I'll go a second on my, my soapbox, then I'll get off it. I want to get on to the certification. thing that I don't understand, I, I get that if SANS is going to have training in Las Vegas or training in Virginia Beach or training in one of these these fairly expensive places to go and they've got to have a room and they've got to pay for an instructor or two or three to be there um, and they got to provide materials and all this stuff maybe it is seven thousand dollars to put it together but if you take that very same course that's been pre-recorded from one of these um, live events and then you offer it online for the same exact price. I don't understand that. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's, it's, it's their model. I know they're not a nonprofit, so they're doing good things with the money. But I don't... It seems to me that the one you watch that's pre-recorded that you don't have interaction with the instructor as much, I, that shouldn't be as much as the one when you're sitting there with the instructor. Um, I don't get it. I don't get that part of it. feel so defeated to fail the Security Plus yesterday. It was my second attempt in two weeks. Failing once was okay, but twice in two weeks is a bit too much to handle. Excuse me, I still got that frog in my throat. Guys, Thule, I, I don't, I mean, honestly, the certifications are set to be hard. And, and people, I, I've heard people joke about CompTIA's exams. Um, Early on, and it was earlier version, so I, I can't speak to the current version. But years ago, I took the CEH, CEH, and the Security Plus about in the same month. Um, they're they're roughly the same month. Um, and I can tell you, the C, CEH was fairly easy. Um, wasn't that bad. I thought Security Plus had some teeth in it. I I think, you know, there there's some good value in Security Plus. It's not an easy certification to pass and I think people maybe go into it too light thinking uh, it's an easy certification it's entry level it's gonna be a piece of cake I don't don't feel bad about about that fully I, I some people are okay they some people are just better test takers too um, it's it's not it's not meant to be easy um, I hate that I hate that you're give, giving money away to CompTIA over and over again because like we said these are not inexpensive events when you go to, go to take them um, it's unfortunate I don't don't be disheartened get back in there um, study those areas you think you you need to get 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 tough on um, to me I don't know there, there's some areas in security plus that are a little tougher than others but I think that's based on your background so a lot of people have trouble with crypto cryptography PKI that kind of stuff those areas in security plus because they're different. They're based on. I was talking about this in a, a class the other day. They're based on really, really strong math. The the, the logarithms, the the math behind it, is way beyond most people's comprehension. So I, I was quite. I was asked a question. Well, why is this one stronger than that one? It's like my answer is I I don't know. The math is just better. It's like something to do with the math and the background background the logarithm of it. I don't I don't get that part. I don't get the math part. I understand the big points about the different types of RSA or or AES or that kind of stuff. What's the important part about them? But I don't know. Don't, don't ask me about the math that makes them work in the background. And that's something we don't need to know. We don't need to know the math. We just need to know, you know, what type of it, uh, of encryption is asymmetric versus symmetric. Um, 
those kind of things. So uh, think about those things you're good at and, and, and don't really worry about those so much, but focus on those areas that really you're not, you're not that good at. And a lot, as people, we don't generally like, to, you know, we stay in our comfort zone, our comfort zone. So if there's an area you're not really, you know, n nailing down really good at, um, you know, get, get in there and just get beat up by it. Go continue to take those quizzes, take the, take as much uh, information in as you can. Um, but don't feel defeated. Don't give up on it. Get back out there. Give it another try. Um, I'd give it a little, you know, do a little study and grab the book, grab the, you know, um, you know, the exam, I guess their exam crams. Um, go over that, figure out which parts of it you're stuck on. So, that being said, I'm going to, uh, we'll put the comments on hold till after the little presentation. We'll walk through this presentation. Um, some of you may be surprised at how many certifications that ISC Squared has. Um, some of you may not. Some of you be like, I knew that all along. They got a ton of them. Um, and it did start out, they didn't have this many. Like, like everyone else, they add certifications to cover down on areas that, um, that, they, that they, honestly, they, they want money from. So we'll talk about, we're going to overview every ISC Squared certification. We're going to hit on the high points. And then later, we're going to talk about a video. We'll, we'll do a video of each of the individual certifications going deeper and deeper dive. This is your high-level overview of the ISC Squared certifications. So ISC Squared, if you need to know what it is, it's the International Information System Security Certification Consortium. That's where they get um, ISC Squared. It's a nonprofit organization specializing in training and certifications for cybersecurity professionals. It has been described as the world's largest IT security organization. Um, that's from our good friends at Wikipedia. They provide us with this information. Uh, Richard's here. Good morning, Richard. So here is the lineup. Here's their batting lineup. Associated ISC squared cap, CCSP, CSSLP, HCISPP, SSCP, and then the, the banquet that comes with your CISSP. There's the CISSP, and then there's three concentrations. After you get your CISSP, you can get the CISSP, ISS, MP, ISS, EP, and or ISSAP. And we'll talk about each and every one of these in this presentation, at least at the high level. So the first thing we'll talk about is these certifications all require some level of experience, right? Um, and that can be something like the SSCP requires about a year of experience. Uh, and then you have things like the CISSP that requires like five years experience in the field doing things in the domains that you're going to be tested on. So ISC squared came up with this associate of ISC squared designation. And this is the option for individuals that don't meet the experience requirements for the certifications they're, they're taking. Um, so we look at the cost over there. The cost is variable. The number of questions is variable. The time limit's variable. Because what you do for the associates of ISC squared is you take one of the other certifications that you may not have experience in. For example, the SSLP requires that you have three years of experience. You may not have three years of experience, but you can go take the certification, and if you pass it, 
then you become an associate of ISC squared. And then when you get the experience, you have a certain time frame after passing the certification to get the experience, and then you automatically change over from an associate of ISC squared. Once you provide the proof that you've got the experience, then you get the certification you passed. So essentially you could take the test and then go get the experience and then you'll be awarded the certification, which is different than what they did in the past. In the past, I mean, you just didn't, if you took the test, you didn't have the experience, you just didn't get the certification, you didn't get anything. Walk away, have a good day. Um, and some of the, some of the providers like um, ISACA, they, they will certainly take your money and if you pass the exam, you'll send your, your information in and they'll let you know you, you didn't get it. They don't have, ISACA doesn't have an associate of ISACA. They will give you time after you pass the certification to get your required experience, but you really don't carry any type of credentialing until then. So ISC Square is saying, at least we're going to give you, we'll give you some type of credentialing. We'll give you some proof you can put on your resume that you passed the exam. So it's like, essentially, that's what you're saying with this. The associate of ISC squared is you're saying, I took the CISSP, I passed it, but I don't have the experience. So I know the knowledge, maybe I don't have the hands-on experience in it. So that's what the associate of ISC squared is all about. If you ever see somebody with that, it means they passed the test, but they don't have the experience requirement, right? So on the first, uh, first real, I guess with we'll air quotes, real certification is CAP. And this is the Certified Authorization Professional certification. This bad boy's 599 bucks, 125 questions on it, yet three hours to complete those 125 multiple choice questions and get a score, a passing score of 700 out of a thousand. We get asked this question all the time, isn't that just a 70%? Yes and no, because the exam questions are weighted a little bit. They're, they're not quite straight. It's not quite a straight 70%. So it's 700 out of 1,000, and here's your domains. One, information security risk management program. Two, categorization of information systems. Three, selection of security controls. Four, implementation of security controls. Five, assessment of security controls. Six, authorization of information systems. And seven, continuous monitoring. And those of you out there in the world that know the RMF or the risk management framework would say, hey, Two through seven look like the six steps in the RMF. And I agree with you. And the thing that drives me crazy about this particular certification is the second version, the updated version of the RMF came out years ago. And it includes another step. It's the prepare step, which really should sit between domain one and domain two in this particular certification. But they don't, they being ISE squared, have not integrated the new version of RMF into the certification that essentially provides proof that you know the RMF. Um, so uh, I'm going to hold the questions till the end. So just if you get questions, keep them coming. I'm going to hold them to the end and then we will answer them all there. Um, our next certification is the Certified Cloud Security Professional or CCSP. You're going to see uh, the, the green bar on the side generally is going to have repeating information. It's going to be the same. Cost is $599. Number of questions, 125. Multiple choice. You get three hours to do it in the same thing, the same 700 out of 1,000. In this one, you have to understand cloud concepts, architecture, and design, cloud data security, cloud platform and infrastructure security, 
cloud application security, cloud security operations, and finally, legal risk and compliance. Um, this one, it focuses on the vendor neutral cloud. So it's not particularly talking about AWS or Amazon or Google. It's just talking about common cloud, vendor neutral cloud technologies and security uh, of those environments. So next on the list from ISC Squared is the CSSLP. And this is the Certified Secure Software Lifecycle Professional. And this has eight domains, secure software concepts, secure software requirements, secure software architecture and design, secure software implementation, secure software testing, secure software lifecycle management, secure software develop, excuse me, secure software deployment, operations and maintenance, and finally secure software supply chain. As you can see, this is a certification focused on software development. Um, so if you're going for software development, this is the certification you want to get. This is where if you're in that lane for software development, this is the certification that you want for the security of that. Um, cost is 599. The number of questions 125, time limit three hours, multiple choice 700 out of 1000 again. And you'll note there's asterisks over to the side. Now, I know IC Square does some great, great things. Um, their documentation, however, especially for this certification, is a bit lacking. Some of their documentation, and that's as of this morning, um, the 10th of December, 2020, the documentation this morning in the same, in the very same document, within two pages, at one place they say there's 125 questions and it's three hours, and then two pages later they say it's 175 questions and it's four hours. I believe there's more information that leads me to say that it's, it's 125 questions at three hours, and I think it used to be 175 questions at four hours. I think it's been changed and not all the documentation has been updated correctly. So if you look at their, their guide for this certification, um, it's gonna say two different things. It's gonna say 125 and 175 questions. It's gonna say three hours and it's gonna say four hours. So I'm, gonna, I'm guessing here for you guys, um, it's 125 and three hours and it follows the model. They're trying to get all of their stuff kind of into the same basket other than the king of all certifications, which we'll talk about later. Um, if you're in healthcare and you need a certification that proves you know security and privacy about healthcare, you want the HCISPP, Healthcare Information Security and Privacy Practitioner. Again, 599 is the cost, 125 questions, three hour time limit, multiple choice, and a passing score of 700 out of 1,000 possible. The domains are the healthcare industry, information governance in healthcare, information technology in healthcare, regulatory and standard environments, uh, privacy and security in healthcare, risk management and risk assessment, and third-party risk management. So you can guess that this one is gonna be centered around things like HIPAA and talking about how we secure and protect data in healthcare, data around healthcare. So healthcare provider, you're working in hospitals, you wanna work in that environment, hospitals, uh, dentist office, um, even pharmaceuticals, HCISPP may be the certification for you. Now, this is a little different. This is the System Security Certified Practitioner. And I know we're not talking about, you know, 
any of the requirements on experience for any of these certifications. But I'll mention that this one is a year. This is the the shortest amount of time for any of the ISACA certifications, obviously other than the associate in ISC squared. But this one's a year. If you have a year experience in these areas, in one of these areas, access control, security operations and administration, risk identification, monitoring and analysis, instant response and recovery, cryptography, network and communication security, and systems and application security, then you can sit for and get this one. You gotta have a year experience. You'll notice the cost is quite a bit less. 249, 125 questions, three hours, multiple choice, 700 out of 1,000. So this one's dropped about in half, right? And this is kind of what I see their, their entry level certification. So if you're coming into the field, you're new to the field, you got about a year experience, you've been working on a help desk or something like that, you're gonna probably wanna sit for the System Security Certified Practitioner or the SSCP. So if you see that one, that's what this one is all about. Um, it's one of the, the, in ISC squared world, it's one of the junior um, certifications, right? I think it's got entry level for, for ISC squared it's entry level. So ISC squared even, you know, we talk about CompTIA, CompTIA's got entry level stuff that you don't need any experience. Uh, ISC squared is gonna put a year marker on this one. So it's one of the lower ones. And now to the king, king of all certifications in security, in my opinion. They've been around the longest um, and they've held kind of this position as the top security certification. Um, whether you believe that or not, whether you agree with them or not, whether you like ISC squared or not, whether you like the CISSP or not, you have to admit this certification is pretty much the king of all security certifications. It's down to eight domains from what used to be 10. And those are security and risk management, asset security, security architecture and engineering, communication and network security, identity and access management, security assessment and testing, security operations, and then software development and security. So it's a lot of stuff they cover. And they always talk about a mile wide and an inch deep. We're covering a lot of stuff. And it's really focused on people that want to be in management and leadership in security. Um, these are for the folks that are gonna be talking to C-level people, but it covers a lot of areas. So if you get the CISSP and you wanna work for the DOD, 8570 says the CISSP covers IAM, or Information Assurance Management, level one, two, and three, and IAT, Information Assurance Technical, level one, two, and three. So if you get the CISSP, you can get any job in IAM or IAT um, all, that only goes to three. There's only three levels. So you can apply for all those jobs. You'll have the requirement, the certification requirement for all those jobs. You're good to go. You'll notice again, like um, the uh, SSCP, the pricing is different on this way, but it goes the other direction. Instead of 599, this one is 699. And you notice the, the number of questions is different. It's up between 100 and 150 questions you're gonna get in this three hours. It's adaptive, so it, it's a computer adapted test in English. Um, so it's gonna, it's gonna wander back and forth. If you do good in an area, it probably is gonna drop off questions. If you're struggling in the area, it's gonna ask you more questions than that area to see if maybe you just got a weird question that you didn't understand, or maybe it's, uh, you, you know, you just don't know that area. So it'll, it'll go flex back and forth. If you take the CISSP in any language other than English, it's the old linear exam, and that's 225 questions. Um, it's not adaptive, it's just straight multiple choice through. 
So you got three hours to do that. Multiple choice. 700 out of 1,000 for this. And then once you get your CISSP, CISSP squared has added some concentrations. So you can do a CISSP with a concentration, which is another certification you have to take in a, spec a specific domain where you go deeper into a topic. So as we, a lot of people say, CISSP is a mile wide and an inch deep. You cover a lot of topics in security. You can talk about a lot of things in security, but you can't go too deep into them. So they've created these concentrations in different things, like the CISSP-ISSMP is the Certified Information System Security Professional with a concentration in Information System Security Management Professional. It's back to the normal cost, costing, 599 125 questions, three hours to take it, multiple choice. you got to get 700 out of 1,000. But what you talk about in the MP is leadership and business management, systems lifecycle management, risk management, threat intelligence and incident management, uh, contingency management, and law, ethics, and security security compliance management. So you can see this one is focused specifically at somebody that wants to be in management or leadership, right? Somebody that really wants to be a leadership role in security, and that's what you're going to do the ISSMP for. Um, the ISSEP, so it's a CISSP-ISSEP, um, this is for engineering professionals, right? Same thing, $599, $599, 125 questions, multiple choice, three hours. Got to get a 700 out of 1,000 to pass this one. We talk about system security engineering foundations, risk management, security planning and design, systems implementation, verification, and validation, secure operations, change management, and disposal. So it goes into engineering of security, security engineering. And then finally, the last one from ISC squared, the concentration CISSP ISSAP talks about architecture. This is the architecture professional, security architecture. So we talked about architect for governance, compliance, and risk management, security architecture modeling, infrastructure security architecture, identity and access management architecture, uh, architect for application security, and security operations architecture. So this is obviously the engineering gets you ready for an, a job in security engineering or proves you're ready for a job in security engineering while the AP proves you're ready for a job in architecture, security architecture. A um, little bit different there. They cover the same um, areas in a way. There's a little bit of overlap. But think about architecture as at a bigger level, usually looking forward where engineering is implementing security into products today. So there's a lot of different paths we can set. We're talking about all of these different certifications from ISC squared. Um, we see all of them here. There are um, really seven, well, I'd say six, six base security certifications, right? The CAP, the CCSP, the CSSLP, the HCISPP, the SSCP, and the CISSP. Then you've got the associate that you can you can take any of those certifications and get the associate and obviously you can't you can't be an associate of IIC squared for ISSEP or MP or AP because any of those you have to have your CISSP first before you can take one of the concentrations so you can't go sit for the ISSEP unless you're currently a, a, a 
CISSP in good standing. And we'll talk about these certifications in more depth. We'll talk about what it means to be in good standing. And we'll also talk about, you know, the experience requirements, the continuing education requirements, right? So once we get a certification, we have to pay every year on that certification. We have to pay to maintain it. And we also have to ensure that we're continuing education. We have to continue education for each of the certifications we maintain. ISC squared, I'll give you a little foreshadowing. ISC squared, um, a couple years ago, they changed their model. You used to have to pay $85 for every certification you had, and that was paid every single year. A couple years ago, they changed that to $125 across the board. So if you have six certifications, it's $125. If you have one certification, it's $125. It hasn't changed. So really, if you have multiple, it, it's, it makes it more cost-effective to have multiple certifications because if you have five certifications, it goes from $85 a piece to tw essentially $25 a piece. So that's your rundown. That's what we look, that's what it looks like for ISC squared. That's for your ISC squared certifications. We went through each and every one of them this morning. Adds to the bucket of certifications we've looked at this week. Um, and now let's look at the questions. Um, can you recommend a site to get dump cap question, dump, dump, cap, dump questions? No. No, and I never would. I would never recommend any dump site. Um, I Here's the problem with a dump site. You go to a dump site, you learn the question and answer so you can go past certification. Then you go to do a job interview. You've got the certification because you went to the dump site, but you don't know the material. You gotta know, just know, the, just learn the material. Go out and learn the material. Don't go, don't, don't go to a dump site. Uh, and that's this is me, my, my opinion. If you go to a dump site, maybe you're going to get certification, sure. But when you go to the job interview and they say they start questioning you on the topics that you should know because you've been certified in this area, like CAP, you might not know them because you spent your time learning at a dump site. It's better, in my opinion, this is the way I see things. The certification has been put in place. The reason they put certifications in place was so that after you've been in, we'll talk about CISSP. After you've been in cybersecurity, information security, for about five or six years, you've been doing these things. You've been learning these things. You maybe have a little bit of a study session to brush up, but then you go take certification and you prove that you know what you've been talking about all along. It's not necessarily the security certifications, any certification, isn't set for somebody to sit in a classroom for a week, not knowing anything about security before that, get the information crammed down their throat, and then go past the the cap into uh, the certification exam, any certification exam. I think that's a bad model. That that's kind of shake and bake. That's you learn a bunch of stuff in a week and you're not going to retain it. Whereas if you learn the stuff over a period of time and you actually do it, you're going to re retain it. You'll go take the certification. You'll pass certification, and when you go to the job, you're going to actually know how to do it. So, I'm I'm never honestly I'm never going to re recommend any type of dump site. I don't think they're I don't think they're good for the security community as a whole. And that's really what I'm all about. I'm all, you know, I'm at the, the backside of my career. Um, the folks that are coming up now need to know this stuff. They need to know it more than just a dump site. And that's, sorry about that. Um, I'm sure there's sites out there, but I'm never, ever going to recommend for any certification, to tell you the truth. Um, how long does it usually take to learn? That kind of ties right into it. Um, depending on which one you want to get into, like um, the SSCP, um, you could probably learn that 
and I would say, I would say take a month for some of the easier ones. Um, and I think the SSCP probably take a month or six weeks. Break it down. Take your time. Go through. Get a couple good books, and then a lot of the books will have um, labs in them, right? So right now I'm I'm teaching a class in Security Plus, and we're using. I mean, I don't have anything to do with this book. It just happens to be the book we're using. We're using this book for the Security Plus exam. Um, and I'm amazed sometimes at what people do. The book it, itself has exercises that you can do. So when we're talking about access control, they have exercises where you can go out and go into an Active Directory domain and build access control lists. You can go out, you can get virtual machine, you get VirtualBox, for, excuse me, from Sun. VirtualBox is free. So VirtualBox you can get from Sun. You can install that on your Windows, Mac, or PC. And then you can go to Microsoft and you get a trial version of Windows Server and install Active Directory as a virtual machine on your laptop or whatever device you're using. And then go through the exercises, like read the topic. Okay, I'm understanding mandatory access control. I'm understanding discretionary access control. Okay, now I'm going to go set up an access. I'm going to go set up Active Directory and set up access control. And now I know it. Now, not only do you get that knowledge so you can go past the certification, but then when you go, like you're in that interview, you're like, did you did you get your SSCP? And you're like, yeah, I got it. And the reason, you know, I was going through, I had to set up Active Directory. And they're like, oh, you know how to set up Active Directory? Like, I, you know, I, I've done it. Maybe, you know, I've got the basics of it. That's going to separate you from a lot of people. And a lot of these books, and it's not just this one. Um, this one's by Glenn Clark. Good guy. Um, but a lot of them out there have exercises that you're going to go through. Go through the exercises. Do If they've got labs, go through the labs. Do the thing that they're talking about in the lab because that's going to put you a little bit ahead. You're going to understand the topic a little bit more. That's my thought. That's my two cents, guys. I, I, I've been doing this stuff close right around 30 years now. Back in InfoSec, when InfoSec really was keeping track, track of software licensing and making sure you could pass the IG inspection when the IG came around. Uh, it's man has it changed over time. It's a field that's good for you if you want to stay on top of things. And again, Richard, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make fun of you for your question, not at all, because that's a lot of people in this field use those brain dumps or the, those those question dump sites. I, I don't think they're good. Um, but that's a byproduct of of creating this this industry that needs so much so many people. Um, you got you got to know it. You're going to be learning. You're going to be learning every day. You know, we talked about SANS. I just I just in the mail this week I got um, the SANS penetrate the course material for SANS penetration testing. Like I said, I've been doing this stuff for 30 years. Just started a new class yesterday. You're going to continually be learning in this field. If it's not a field that you want to continue to learn in, if you you know, if you come into security, if you come into cybersecurity, if you come into it, maybe uh, some of these areas in in security. Many of them, almost every one of them, you're going to have to continually be learning. The technology changes, the topics change, the things change. I mean, 15 years ago, we wouldn't talk about wireless. We wouldn't be talking about wireless. Um, 10 years ago, we wouldn't be talking about cloud computing. Five years ago, we wouldn't be talking about ransomware. Things change as it goes along. There's new topics, there's new stuff, um, and you got to stay on top of it. 
and you you're, you're and you're going to have these certifications they're going to be required and you're going to have to decide which ones you need and which ones you're going to maintain cuz it's not just about money it's about time about time going into each site logging your credentials logging the things you've learned and staying on top of all of them some of them you're just going to let fall away you're going to you're going to get certifications like I got CEH years ago it really doesn't provide a lot of value to me so I just let CEH fall away I didn't maintain it it wasn't a cost thing because it didn't cost anything to maintain CEH. It was just, you know, every year, every year you had to go in and update the, da the data. And then every year you'd go in and you're like, oh, what was the password for the site? Or they changed the site or they changed the way they were recording. And it just I just let it, sometimes just let things go. So um, back to your question, how long does it take to learn? Depends on the certification exam. I would say give yourself at the minimum the easier exams. I'd say easier in air quotes. Um, the easier uh, exams probably a month to six weeks uh, give yourself some time to go through it and actually read um, I will throw uh, the link to the book in the show notes right uh, Thule you're asking about where you where you can purchase that security plus book I'll throw it in the show notes um, it's, last time I, I had to get picked I picked four of them up because I had some other people I was taking care of and it took, it's a hard one to get. I had to buy it from four, three different vendors. I had to get three different people to get it from. So I got it on Amazon's where I got it, but I'll, say, I'll drop a link. Drop the link. I'll drop my affiliate link in the show notes. It doesn't cost you any more to use affiliate link, by the way. But that's where we're at. We're, tomorrow, we're going to talk about one of the, one of strength play. And I'll give you um, one of the funny things about offensive security. Um, I'll be recommending the classes in offensive security tomorrow even though in the past they sued me and tomorrow I'll tell you about why they sued me but I'll leave that up in the air even though I'm going to be recommending them tomorrow offensive security um, I'll tell you why they why they sued me uh, funny funny stories so stay if you can if you can share this video with your friends I, I know it's a lot of a lot to ask um, hit the subscribe button right over there um, hit the the like hit the bell hit the thumbs up to like this like the channel if you can there's a link for Facebook up above continue the conversation in Facebook at cyber recon that's Facebook front slash cyber recon training all one word um, if you want this I haven't been talking about this if you want to just listen to the audio only version of this um, it's available on Spotify and all the you know iTunes all the Providers will it'll be going out. We put it, we make it available at nine o'clock in the morning. Whenever they pick it up is whenever their cycle is to pick up things from the RSS feeds. So you can check it out. You can find us on any of the um, audio-only podcast formats. Same show. We just port it over, put it into an MP3, and send it over there in case you want to listen to it uh, or put yourself to sleep. Um, so I do the link to the book. I'll get that together. I'll drop it in the show notes. You can click that and go off and find it. Um, and tomorrow we'll be talking about offensive security. I'll wrap out the week of talking about certification providers, talked about CompTIA, talked about ISACA, talked about ISC squared now. One more to go this week, we'll talk about um, offensive security. And I I'm talking about them because the whole area of penetration testing, red teaming, they own it. You know, they own it. There's really good classes in SANS. SANS offers so much and it's just so much more money. I, I cut sands loose, and we're going to talk about offensive security. OSCP, OSCE, great, great courses. So that being said, 
Take care of your friends, your family, coworkers. Take care of each other. This is a community we want to build. A community of like-minded folks in security, cybersecurity, risk management. Um, be here tomorrow morning, 7.30. We're talking about closing the week out. Uh, if you are of the Jewish faith, enjoy Hanukkah, I guess. I, I know there's a lot of things that, that go on during these next eight days. So, um, Other than that, love to see you tomorrow here at 7.30 a.m. East Coast time. Talk about cybersecurity. We'll see you then.